You are listening to the Shmira Senayim Podcast. Chizuk and practical help to overcome our most difficult Nisayon. So we're continuing to discuss in the Indian of, uh, in of Shmira Senayim and some Eitzes, some Chizuk and some Halacha about this very harsh of Indian. So, first one thing, Lahalacha. One Indian Lahalacha, which might be very helpful for everybody to know. The Indian, the Indian of uh, the Isser of Histaklus, the Isser is only on the second look, or staying, continuing to look. In other words, if you're walking down the street, and you happen to see something, so that wasn't your fault. You happened, you saw it, so you happen to see it. It's not, it's not your fault. There's no error for that. However, if you continue to look instead of turning away, or you look again, so that is already your fault. That's already your decision. You you've decided to do that. That's where that's where the the iser begins. When a person when a person does that. A lot of times we feel like, you know, wh- what can I do? What can I do? I can't, I can't, uh, I can't stop this from happening. It's all over the place. So, in a khanami, in a khanami, you're walking, you know, you have to get to yeshiva. So you're walking from your house to yeshiva. And on the way, there's something that you see there. And, uh, and it's not something mutter to look at. So, so what am I supposed to do? So, first of all, if you happen to see it, it's not you weren't over an iser by having to having to see it. Continuing to look at it is where the iser is. Yeah, that that itself should be uh, should be something somewhat helpful that a person shouldn't th- think that this is ef shalagamre. What do I mean? How am I supposed to do with it? It is totally impossible. It is totally impossible in the world that we live in. Totally impossible. I I want to mention an, an interesting halacha that's brought the tour. The tour brings in Hilchas Mila, the very beginning of Hilchas Mila in, Yer- in Yeridea. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, the entire semen is about not even one line long. It's like a half a line long. Yeah, it's a half a line in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber. But if you look in the tour, the tour has a nice long arichus about the chashivus of Bris Mila. Very long arichus about it. And I think he brings some of the Gemaras in the Dorim that talk about the Chashivus and the Mitzvah Brismila. And the Bach asks there, why, why did the tour decide to give you a whole Chizuk Shmuz about the Mitzvah Brismila over here? Yeah, what's, the tour is writing Halacha Sefer. He's not coming to tell you, you know, about every Mitzvah, the Chashivus of every Mitzvah. So why did, the, why did the tour do this? So the Bach writes, amazing thing. He writes, the reason why the tour wrote this is because in his door, the door of the tour, which is about the Erech seven to eight hundred years ago, there was a big problem with Pritzus. The Mechaber decided not to write as whatever everything that the tour wrote. The tour on the Mechaber. No, no, the tour. No, what I, what I meant to say is, the Mechaber came after the tour. Yeah, the Mechaber came after the tour. The tour is of the Rishonim. The Mechaber is like straddles the fence. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Mechaber wrote the Shulchan Aruch based on the way the tour wrote. The tour may have written a lot, and the Mechaber didn't write so much. He wrote just that, uh, what, he wrote half a line about the mitzvah of, uh, 
bris milah, and the tour before him wrote a long arichus on it. Why did the tour write such a long arichus on the chashivus of the mitzvah of bris milah? So the Bach explains the reason is, is because in the door of the tour, there was so much pritus, there was so much, such a great yitzhahara for Gilei Arayas, that the tour felt the need to give chizuk in the Indian of Shmir Sabris because of the, because of the Nisayim that was facing his door. And the Bach writes that if the tour had, had such problems in his door, how much more so, the Bach writes, about in our door. How much more so? How much worse is it in our door? And I'm going to say even more so. How much more so in our door than in the door of the Bach, than in the door, the door of the tour? How much worse is it? You see that the Rishayim already had to, deal with, uh, had to deal with these problems. Yeah, this is not something new. This is not something that, we've, that, that all of a sudden we, we you know, woke up one day and we've had to deal with, with this issue. We're, gonna, we're not going to talk about it today, but Yosef Atzadik already had to deal with this issue yeah, a few thousand years ago. And he already set the Yisoyedus down for Klal Yisrael to follow through on. And it's not impossible. It's not something that a person can't, I can't deal with it. I just, I, it's totally impossible to deal with. We just have need to make plans on it. We need to know that what's halacha and what's not halacha. What maybe is a nice chumr to take, but maybe it's not, it's not halacha, so you don't have to go crazy, yeah? They tell stories of the, the, the G'doy Le'ador. Yeah, the G'doy Le'ador have this Yetzirah. Do they have the Yetzirah at all? Of course they have the Yetzirah. They have the Yetzirah too. What do you mean? G'doy Le'ador is safe. His whole Yetzirah is, uh, you know, whether to learn an extra Toysus or not. Yeah? Whether to spend more time on this martial. That's his whole Yetzirah. Is that true? The story they say, they say about the, about the Dubdamagid that he, he went to the to the going. I guess they lived in the same door in the same area. He went to the Dubnagin and he said, "The Dubnagin went to the going and he said, I wish I had your Yetzirah.' Yeah, because imagine what the what the what the Vilna going Yetzirah was. Yeah, it probably was like, uh, should I learn you know this much Zohar or should I learn Midrash Rabba and Yerushalmi instead? Yeah, that's the. So the going said back to him. He says, "You're making a big mistake." He said, "If you had my Yetzirah, you wouldn't be from because." We all have these, all, you know, anybody who's normal has a Yetzirah. They tell the story about, the, about Ravaran Cutler. Ravaran Cutler, I think it was in Kletsk, he was the Rosh Yeshiva, and uh, his house was far from the Yeshiva. Instead of walking in the main streets to get from his house to Yeshiva, he used to cut through backyards so we wouldn't have to walk on the main streets. And there were wild dogs in these backyards. But he did it anyway. There's a story that's told that there were a couple of Bachrim that were in his house and they were going to return to Yeshiva together. And he said, you know, I asked them, we want, they want to walk his way instead of walking on the main streets. Okay, they walked through his way, they walked, you know, over fences or whatever in the, <laughs> to the back. And they got to an alleyway, there were a bunch of wild dogs there. And they were scared. They were just they were a bunch of scared to go through. So he said, just hold on to my, hold on to my jacket and walk together with me. And nothing happened. Okay, Mycenaeum. But why did they why did they have to do these things? Why why did why did the the they even have a Yetzirah? Yes. We all have Yetzirah. Everybody has a Yetzirah. The Torah tells us that there was one person who didn't have a Yetzirah. Yitzchak Avinu, at a certain point in his life, didn't have a Yetzirah. That's why 
That's why in the parsha last week it says that when Hashem came to Hashem came to Yaakov in, in the Nevuah, it says Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak. Elokei Yitzchak. Rashi asks, "What do you mean, Elokei Yitzchak?" Hashem doesn't put His name on people while they're still alive because you never know what's going to be with them. Maybe talk something will happen and they'll go off the derech. We know that's not true by the others, but Hashem has a klal. He doesn't put His name on someone as long as he's still alive because he always has Yitzchak. So why did He put His name on Yitzchak? Says because Yitzchak was blind and, he, and his Yitzhahara left already. He didn't have a Yitzhahara. So it was as if he was dead. And that's why Hashem put his name on him. It's an amazing thing if you think about it for a second. There are two things over here. First of all, he didn't have a Yitzhahara. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have a Yitzhahara at all. But the other thing is that he was next to as if he was dead. Somebody without a Yitzhahara is like he's dead already. Oh, we're here to work, we're here to fight against a Yitzhahara. That's when you're alive. That's how you know you're alive. If you have the ATR, if you don't have the ATR, then it's like you're dead. It's just like, Yitzchak Avinu lived for another how many years after that? Be'erich, uh, another 100 years? No, a little bit less than 100 years he lived after that. Uh, I'll do the cheshbon now exactly how old it was. Another 60 years he lived after that. I'm sure. What? Without a yetara. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? It's not true. It's not true. The Torah is nechshav as if he's dead. It's as if he's dead. He didn't get tzchar anymore? Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Didn't say that. But the Torah, Hashem put his name on him, and that's why. Elokei Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu didn't really want to say that. He, he was scared to say that. Maybe they said that now. Maybe they say that what? If really you didn't have a Yetzirah and, and that we get Shah. I don't know. So again, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't want to say it because I don't know it's true. I'm only quoting what, what it says, what Rashi says. I'm, I'm not going to go on and say Yitzchak Avinu didn't get Shah for all the rest of the years that he was learning Torah and he was Marvit Torah and all the great things that he was doing all those years, even though the Torah doesn't tell us any, about any of that. All of those things that happened over the course of the year, the only thing the Torah tells us about those years is that he knew that Yosef was not dead when he was taken down in Sraim and he didn't tell Yaakov. That's the only thing that we know about, about Yitzchak during that whole Tukufa. And uh, you know, that's it, more or less. Lemaise, getting back, getting back to our topic, one of the big, one of the big, um, the big eights, the Toelis, to get, help get us through this, this, uh, this difficult uh, Nisayon is to focus on, not on the negative, to focus on the positive. Meaning, a lot of times if we, if we're going to always look at this situation and we're going to say, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. And it's, it's just like, I, you know, I have this burning inside of me and I all, all the time is saying, no, 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 no. So it's like a, a, a spring. You keep pushing the spring down, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop back up. It's gonna, and the harder you push it down, the stronger it's going gonna, it's gonna to explode. That's not the Eitzah. The more you, a person says, I can't look, I can't look, I can't look, I can't. Everything is negative. Everything is looked at in, in the negative way. So, yeah, that makes it much, much harder because it just builds it up. The more you think about it, the more you're pushing yourself to not do it, the, the, the stronger it is going to work against you. So what's the Eitzah? The Eitzah is to look at what you are gaining. What am I gaining from, from doing this mitzvah, from being Mekayim this mitzvah? And what are we gaining? What are we gaining from Mekayim this mitzvah? Yeah. What first, let, let's talk about this. Chazal tell us that when that person, when a person is supposed to do a cheshb and a nefesh, how is he supposed to do the cheshb and a nefesh? Schar mitzvah keneged hefseida, schar avera keneged hefseida. What am I gaining and what am I losing from being Mekayim the mitzvah or from not being Mekayim the mitzvah? 
So if I'm not Mekayim the Mitzvah, so what do I get? A cheap thrill for however long it lasts? Five seconds, two seconds, or five seconds every time. So five seconds, another five seconds, another five seconds, another five seconds, and, and then what? Eventually a person gets used to this, like we, like we discussed last week, and it's not, even, it's not even enjoyable anymore. It's just meaningless. And then what happens? If this is meaningless, so then imagine what's going to happen afterwards is also going to be even, more, even more, more meaningless. The more a person gets used to something, the less meaning it has. So if a person cares about real meaningful relationships, so then if he takes the cheap thrills and he enjoys the cheap thrills, so he's going to just ruin himself for the future. The person who says to himself, I really care about what kind of relationship that I'm going to have, I'm going to have with, with my wife. I care about... I care about the ability to have self-control. I care about the ability to be able to, to evaluate proper what, what, what real pleasures are. And I care about those things. So I'm, what I'm trading in is the cheap nothing for something much, much, much more chashuv. Much more chashuv. Something much more real. <laughs> and that's way, way more worth it. When I'm, when I'm walking down the street and, and, there, and there's something inappropriate to see, so what do I gain from looking at it? What have I gained? A, a, a few seconds of pleasure? And then what? That's it. That's it. That's all there is. It's cheap. It lasts a second and it's over. And then the next time also. The next time also. But that's all it is. It's never enough time to think about it before. <laughs> no. Just like I've said before, it's... It's not even the second look. It's it's just continuing to just to, continuing. Just continuing. It's it's a split second. It's a split second. But even if you turn, oh, don't use that split second. In that split second, you you didn't do it. But the second after that, you did. Okay, that's something too. That's also something. It's, it's yeah? something good. You stop yeah? before you going stop out. before you go. On. Every second is is another problem. So if you stop now, okay, so you missed the first three seconds, but the next ten seconds you stopped. Yeah. In economy, we all have to we have to realize that you know we're starting whatever madrega we're starting on. It's, it's going to be very hard to all of a sudden just wake up and say, "Okay, I, I, I'm not doing anything," and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I walk around with blinders on the street and I walk right into a wall. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Of course, you can't do that. We have to start somewhere. We have to understand that we're holding wherever we're holding, whether it's something we've been working on or not, whether it's something that that uh, that we've been focusing on or not. We can start now. And if you have been working on it, so then we can, there's, there's more chizuk. There's everything in life is a trade-off. You've probably heard me say this all the time. Everything in life is a trade-off. You want to do A, so you're going to lose B. You want to do this, you're going to lose that. Everything is like that. The world is full of different types of pleasures. A person can be focused on physical pleasures. A person could be spoken, focused on relationship, emotional type pleasures. And if you're focused on one type of pleasure, you're just going to miss out on the other pleasure. It, does, it doesn't work like that. You can't have a great, meaningful relationship with your wife and a zoyna on the side. You can't do that. It doesn't work. You're, gonna ru- you're ruining this. If you, have, if you have this, you're ruining that. But instead of focusing on what I'm giving up, focus on what I'm gaining. Self-control, for example, is a high, high commodity that very few people have. But self-control gives a person more humanity than anything else. A person who doesn't have self-control is more like an animal. 
I, it's just, it's just, you know, I have to have it. I, I can't stop myself. Somebody who is addicted to some to something that's not healthy for them, something that's going to hurt them, is a nebuch. I feel bad for you. You, you're, you're continuing to do something, whether or not you know. If you, if you don't know even that you're, that you're, that it's, that's going to hurt you, so then, you know, we can try to educate you. Yeah. If you know that you, that you, that you, that it's hurting you, but you're doing it anyway. Why? Why are you doing it anyway? You know this is hurting you. Well, I get a little bit of pleasure from it. Okay, I get a lot of pleasure from it. But is it worth the trade-off? And there are certain things that people do, not just to hurt, they hurt their physical bodies, that they hurt the relationships with, with, other, with other people, and specifically with their own wives. And people, they don't, they don't even realize it. And I'll give you one example, yeah? A guy, uh, you know, he had a hard day and he wants to go out and get some beers with his buddies, yeah? He wants to get, get some beers with his buddies. And, but his wife expects him to come home. Okay, listen, you know, I, I, I'm not saying each time we have to, you have to evaluate, you can talk, whatever. Yeah, but there are a lot, a lot of times that a guy will say, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even, I don't care, I'm going out. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing it. And he realized, he doesn't realize, or maybe he does realize and just doesn't care, which is even sadder, that the amount that he, that he hurts the relationship is way, way more than the amount he gains from going out and chilling out with his buddies with a couple beers, whatever it is. The amount that he loses is so much greater than the amount that he gained. Was it really worth it? But I can't control myself because that's what I need right now. So self-control gives a person the ability to evaluate and say, hey, I know what's really right in this world, what's really right in each particular situation. And I can stop and actually think about it. And even though I want this, I know that it's not worth it. I know that I'd rather have this because this is really more, means, means a lot more. And everyone would agree. Everyone would agree if it's a question of money and we can give you $100,000 now, but if you wait a month, we'll give you Two million dollars that who wouldn't wait? Who wouldn't wait? You know, they, they did an experiment about this. It's called, I think, the marshmallow experiment. Yeah? The famous experiment that was done that they, that they gave little children, I don't know how old they were, six, seven years old, a marshmallow. And they said, you can eat it now, but if you wait, in, if you wait a half hour and you don't eat it, I'll give you a second one. And some kids, just ate it right away. They didn't get the second marshmallow. And some kids were able to wait and, uh, and they got the second marshmallow a half hour later. What's interesting about this is that many years later, they, they, they checked back up with who the, how these kids turned out in life. The ones who were able to hold back and wait for the higher level thing further down were much more successful in life. The ones who took right away and couldn't wait. Self-control is what gives you so much, so many, so much more to life. Yeah, you have, you have there's so much more. And this is something that if a person can't control or, or doesn't even try to control his eyes, he doesn't have self-control. My mashkiach, and this, this example I think I mentioned a few times here also, but I don't think I said it in a while, so I'll say it again now. Yeah, I say a good marshal you can say at least once a year. So... My Mashkiach told us this to the following marshal. He said that um, 
There's a man who was walking, who's walking down, the, down the street and he gets pulled into an alleyway and there's this huge monster of a person standing there next to him and saying, you're going to come with me, you're going to be my slave. Yeah, the guy looks like he could eat me. So, and he's got me. So I'm a little bit scared. So if you go with him, I can hear, you know, because you're, you, you're scared for your life. Sit. Let's say that guy is not this huge guy. He's about the same, same size, same height, same build as you. Probably about the same. Think for a second, like, like maybe I can take him. Or maybe he has a weapon. Maybe, okay. I can hear also over there. What if it's a little boy? A five-year-old pulls you into the alleyway and says, come with me, you're going to be my slave. <laughs> yeah? What, are you a joke? What, what kind of, what kind of, uh, totally ridiculous, right? But there are people out there, this is how Mashiach finished it off, there are people out there who walk in the supermarket and they're walking down the aisles and they hear a voice. And the voice says, come with me, you're going to be my slave. And he turns to the side and what is it? It's a bag of potato chips. The bag of t- potato chips is calling out to him. Come with me, you're going to be my slave. And he can't hold back. And he buys it, and another one, and another one, and another one, and people just don't have the ability to stop. There's no self-control. That's very sad. It's, the, it's one of the, 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 the most important traits for a human being to have, is the ability to say, I know what's right, and I have the ability to choose the right thing because I know that this is better for me and that's worse for me. And that's something that we, a person really needs to, needs to gain this, uh, to grow in this midah. And this is an opportunity for that. Shemir Sinaim is something that comes up all the time. And sometimes we have to, we have to, we have to, we can, we can even try to train ourselves for it. He gives one example from the Sefer that I took this from, one example of that. A lot of times people have a natural need just to look up, see who walked in the door. Yeah, somebody walked in, who was it? Why do you need to know who walked in? You're sitting there with your chavrusa. It doesn't really matter who walked in the door. Unless you're waiting dafka for a specific person to come, who cares who walked in? Somebody walked in, so what? I have to look every single time somebody walks in? So you can train yourself. I'm not picking up my head. It's not Osir, but it's already a, a training to like, I don't have to look at everything What's that comes to Checking who's in the car next to you and you're getting turret, like. Yeah. What, do I have to? Do I have to look at that? Does it really make a difference who's, who's there next to me? <laughs> Does it, who cares? Why do I do that? I do that because I'm curious. Right? That's the word of the day, curious. Yeah, I don't know how you say that in Hebrew. Yeah, I'm curious. curious. But curious, <laughs> they say curiosity kills a cat, right? That's the, yeah. The mice, a person can, can, if a person has this, this aspect, this part is, gives him a hard time because I'm always looking around. I always want to see where I'm going and who's around and who's... And that's why when I walk in the street, I'm always looking this way and that way. I want to see. So if a person can train themselves to not be like that, I don't really care who's in the street. I have one thing I need to get from my house to this store. I need to get from my house to... I, what's going on in the street? I really could care less. It's not important. I just need to get from here to there. A person can learn to train themselves in this, in this area so then they'll be much, much better off. It's hard. All beginnings are hard. Every time we're going to start, especially in this area where the Yetzirah is so great, it's very, very hard in the beginning. But if you show Hashem that you really care, it really makes a difference to me and I'm going to really try, 
in the beginning it's hard, but it starts to get a little bit easier, a little bit easier, especially when you're successful. You see a little bit of success. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I uh, felt a lot of times that sometimes you see something that's inappropriate, so you say, I'm not going to look at it. And then you find yourself in a position where you're already for five minutes, you think, I'm not going to be looking at that, I'm not going to be looking at that. Your mind is on it for the past five minutes, it's not much you gain. <laughs> it's true. That's why the, uh, there's another eight that they talk about, and we didn't have enough time you know, today, but another eight is the, well, the best thing to do is put your mind in something else. Meaning what? You're not going to, don't, don't, instead of saying, I'm not going to look at it, automatically you got to switch your mind to something else. Whatever that something else is. Yeah, whatever you were thinking about before. I'm just not thinking about it anymore. I'm, I'm not, I'm not there. When you look, there's, there's another, there's another important part, which we really can't talk about right now, not enough time, but when I look at something, it's like I'm with that thing. So then, I, I don't want to look at it, but your mind is still there. So how do I get my mind away from that? You know, it's like when you have a, head in, a song in your head and you can't, get, you can't get the song out of your head. You know how you get the song out of your head? Start singing a different song. <laughs> Sing a different song and then you'll get the song out of your head. Yeah? And if, you, if it's hard, don't sing it in your head. Sing it out loud. Yeah? Start, yeah. Guys, you start wondering, people start wondering in the street. Yeah? Like, why do these guys just start singing? Yeah? <laughs> and loud too. It's the only way. Put, get, start something else. Just start something else. If your brain is empty, meaning not empty, not, I don't really mean what that, that is. Your but if you're open, if you're just looking to take in and you're not actively thinking about something, then it's gonna, just going to stay there. Actively think about something else. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you know someone who this podcast might help, don't forget to let him know. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.